Hello everyone, the STFC fan chat are back for another episode and this time we are looking at the retained list and what is left of the Swindon Town squad going into the new season. We'll also have a, a quick discussion on managers linked and, uh, and other possible names in the hat. I'm pleased to announce that uh, not only with the guys that join me today, uh, but the, the whole squad that's been involved in the fan chat uh, this season have all been offered new terms ahead of the new season. No one has been released. Um, and we are looking for exciting new signings as well. So if you, uh, if you want to get involved next season, just drop one of us a message and we can sort that out. No prior, no prior uh, sort of media training necessary, just support Swindon Town and have an opinion is all we ask. We're also working on a, a load of content across the summer. Um, so, you know, if there's anything you, you want to, to see from us, again, let us know. Um, but I'm hoping some of the ideas we've got, you'll certainly have an opinion on and be able to call us out for basically being thick and being wrong for whatever we've said this time. Uh, going through the retain list with me, we have uh, Rich is with us. Good, hello, sir. Good evening. How are we? Yeah, very well, thank you. Joe's with us as well. Yeah, evening, everyone. And as usual, Adam joins us as well. Evening. Good evening, fellas. I hope you are all well and, uh, and thank you. Uh, you know, the season's over. You thought your feet was up. Your, uh, your heads were on the beaches, as they say. But uh, as the ruthless manager I am, I dragged you back in for pre-season already. Um, let, let's go with the first topic then. And it, and it was the retained list. Um, in one aspect, I don't think anyone was surprised to see so many names on the list. I think there was some shock at one or two of the names, which we'll go through shortly. I also think there's maybe a bit of a surprise that we've actually let go more people than we've actually kept. I think we've actually got a squad of, what, eight or nine officially at the moment. Uh, so I look forward to getting your opinions on that. Um, I've split the, the retained list into a couple of sections. So if we could look at section one first, and, and I'll just read the names of, of some of the first team players to, to sort of get your opinion on, should we have kept any of them or, or was it right that they were all let go? So we had Broadbent, Caddis, Camp, Friars, both the Grants, uh, Hope, Missalou, Palmer. And I've also included in this list Archie Matthews, who was a little bit of a shock purely because we don't actually have a goalkeeper at time of talking. Um, Rich, I'll come to you first. What what was your thoughts when you saw the uh, when you saw the retain list? Was there any of those names you were you were surprised weren't offered a new deal? Um, I think there was a couple. I mean, there's a couple that I wasn't exactly too surprised with. One player I'll start with is um, Zeki Fryers actually because he hasn't really had a much of a look in, um, and I think he's been sort of one that's not many people have actually talked about uh going through twitter and everything like that and i i just feel as if that he he was so injury prone even last season in league two he never really got going he was in and out of the team and then obviously he got a, an injury early he got a setback earlier on this season as well so that didn't really surprise me um anthony grant i'd like to say i was surprised to see uh anthony grant being released but to be quite honest with you i think it was pretty the way he was treated, and I, th I think that's the way a lot of the players probably felt as well, um, whether or not they left on their own discretion or whether or not they were literally mm -hmm. just released. But uh, I think a lot of it um, probably was the way that 
um, they were treated. I, I'd like to think that as well, especially from an Anthony Grant point of view. Um, you know, I think he, he's given his heart and soul over the last two seasons for us. He loves the fans. He loves everything about the club, but it's just the way that the state that we're in. And Archie Matthews as well, just going on to Archie Matthews. Uh, I was a bit gutted. Um, he got given the chance against Northampton very late on. And he did well. I thought he did well in that game. I thought he did very well. And, uh, you know, that you can see that there's definitely potential in a goalkeeper. And, you know, I think just the way that all those players were probably treated, the way that they were just released, says it all about the club, the state of the club that it's in at the moment. Well, when referencing the state of the club, Joe, I'll, I'll bring you in for your thoughts on the, uh, the first team retain list. But there was the... The widespread rumour, which it's worth noting, I believe the club have officially denied that maybe not so much the first team players, but some of the young, like the youth players who were released, um, weren't even informed prior and they only found out by the, the post on Twitter kind of thing. Um, it, it just sums up what, a, if it's even remotely true, I should say, it sums up what a shambles that the, the club has been this year. Uh, yeah, and, and we've had a couple of interviews, haven't we, last week as well about club issues and, and stuff like that. I think Dion and, and Tyler Smith. So I think whatever the players say at the moment, you, you tend to go along with. Um, the, you know, I, I saw, a, I, I think it was the other day, we were voted 91st out of 92 for communication in the Football League. So that sort of sums it up, really. I mean, and and for, for a young, I mean, Anthony Cheshire is obviously a young player trying to make his way. You know, I think from a for a professional club to not even be able to speak to him on the phone and just say, look, you know, we think you've got a decent future, but we're not, in, we're not in a position to offer you a contract or, or go somewhere and play football. You, you need to go somewhere and play football, whatever, just to give the little, just to give the lad a bit of confidence and just to, just to sort of dump him and, and not say anything seems a bit harsh to me, really. I think some of the older lads could probably take that, but I think as, as a young, as a young pro trying to make his way, you know, probably played barely any, any football this season because it's, no reserves. I actually watched him play a couple of games at Wantage when the grounds were open. And, you know, he looked all right. I mean, that's obviously a, a, a lot lower standard, but um, obviously him and, and, and uh, Massimo uh, Giamatti, or whatever his name is, um, however you pronounce his name, is, you know, they've obviously not had a lot of chance to play games this year. You know, there's no reserve team, there's no development team as such. So, and they've not been able to go on loan because there's been no, no teams playing. So, um, yeah, it's probably been a real tricky situation for, for the younger lads. Uh, regarding the older, regarding the sort of first team players, I wasn't really surprised about any of it, to be honest. I think the ones I would have kept, bear in mind we're going in the League Two, I think League Camp would have been fine. Um, you know, as much as I love Paul Caddis, I think his legs are gone now. I think he's, you know, it's just too much for him. And same as Rich, Anthony Grant, you know, he would have done a job next season, no problem in, in the centre midfield there. Um, but most of the others, I can't say I was too, too uh, surprised about, really. I mean, Zeki Fryers was one, you know, on his day, he's a really good player, but once he played 30 games in two seasons, if that, probably. You know, we've got too many players with that with that tendency. You know, Broadbent, that's probably what's cost Broadbent to play a, a contract, you know, is his fitness record. And, you know, you, I mean, you, you say we've got eight or nine players left, well, probably five of them have probably only played 10 games this year because they've been injured. You know, Elias, Baudry... Um, you know, a couple of, I can't think of it off the top of my head now, but a Leiden, there you go, there's another one. 
you know, and so it's all very well saying we've got these players, but it, we've only got them for 10 or 15 games. It's, you, you know, you've always got to sign that many to cover them straight away before you, before you sign in a, your sort of first team players. So, but I, I just don't think the club were in any position to offer contracts. You know, obviously Odomeo got one, Twine got one, but that's players that they think they can probably sell a bit quick and make a bit of money before they sell the club, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I, I was, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, and I'm actually surprised we kept as many as we did. I guess there was more in contract than I thought. Um, or people have obviously triggered extensions by playing X amount of games or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I can't say I was surprised. And, and it's just a recurring theme with this club, and it? it's, it's just every summer, it's a massive rebuild. You know, even last year when we had a successful season the year before, the team still got ripped up. And um, this has got to stop. You know, we need to we need a spine of the team that we can keep together for three, four, five seasons, and and uh, you know, and rely on them to play 30, 40 games a season. Adam, I think Joe articulated the situation perfectly. If I'm honest, there um, again to, to offer you your chance to to talk on the retain list. I just want to add in an extra field if I can. Um, Obviously, Garrick, Masterson, Amatoy, Smith, Thompson all go back to their parent clubs. Should the opportunity arise, would you welcome any of them back next year? Um, I'm going to probably be quite controversial here. Uh, out of all of them, only Tyler Smith. Um, although I have got a bit of a, a, an attachment to him over the last week because I quite admired his honesty when he came out um, on that interview with the supporters club. Um, but I just also thought he literally did nothing wrong when he played, really. Um, you know, he he had fantastic return on stats, considering where we were in the league. I think, did he finish our top scorer as well? Yeah. Just below Pittman. Yeah, yeah. So, and he, did, he didn't play half as many games as Pittman. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I would have quite liked to see in League Two, I would quite like to see Smith and Pittman maybe up front together, just because I think Pittman will do well next year. I think... Um, I think League, two, as as he's getting older, League Two might suit him a bit better. Um, but yeah, I would have quite liked him. The, the others, Garrick, I didn't I didn't see enough of him. That could have been the way that we were playing, as opposed to him himself, if that makes sense. Um, Masterson, well, we only saw about two games of him, didn't we, before he got injured. Um, Omatoya, I just feel sorry for more than anybody because I just think that he had that little spat with, I think it was Curran, yeah. um, and then all of a sudden he just pretty much didn't play again but when he did play in the early stages he he looked like he had a little bit of something he was a bit pacey he was a bit so but yeah would I give him another would I give him a contract he's probably on decent money at Norwich um he's probably on decent money so do we want that taken up the wage bill I don't know um and that kind of you know Dominic Thompson I just felt we ruined him um I just I just thought we had such a good player there um you know one of my coaches at Abingdon is a Brentford fan and when he came over to us, she was like, oh, he's, he's great. He's a really good player. And we were like, after the Ipswich game, oh, yeah, we've got a right gem here. And then it just didn't happen after that. So, again, I probably feel a bit sorry for him. But um, but it's a story of Swindon, as Joe said, isn't it? We'll get all of these loan players. And, you know, that was the problem last year is we couldn't tie down any of the good loan players we had. Um, you know, that, and that's why we had such a cut in our squad. Uh, you know, like the Doyles, the Yates and players like that who, who were just on loan to us. And... Unfortunately, I think that's been a bit of a repetitive pattern over the past few seasons, really. It's, it's not necessarily our retained and released list. It's been the fact that we can't make any of our loans permanent. Um, 
but yeah, and I, I, I kind of think I share the same. Sorry, I've got the list up with me as well. I know you read it out earlier, uh, Steve. But the, um, I think I wasn't overly surprised at some of the, li- I, the. I was surprised at Grant, but then that could be the fact that just because I think he's such a great player. But then I think of him and I think of Friars and I think of Caddis, maybe even Camp to a certain extent. And Hope would probably take up a lot of that wage bill next year. Um, obviously, there is the salary cap next year as well. So I don't know. I'm assuming Jules done all of this. Um, I don't know if he's looking at the wage cap next year and saying, look, we've got way too many people on, you know, 3K plus a week. Um, we need to get, and I imagine Joel Grant probably wasn't on a, on a penny either. I think he was on a bit more. He was on quite a fair whack. So, but I agree with Rich. I think Archie Matthews was a big surprise. I, I just don't, I don't understand why we seem to have just, even if you look at some of the academy lads that have played for our under 18s this year, they, they, they it seems like we're cutting the academy in, in some ways. I think, I, I mean, we saw um, obviously Cheshire's from the academy, Jim, Jim Matty or whatever his name is, is from the, the academy. Um, I don't know who John Johnston is. Um, is he from the academy as well? Um, he was on the list, but um, and it, yeah. So and, and then obviously, so I know I know a couple of players in the academy. Ollie Case, for example, is one of them. Um, and I was quite surprised because I think I actually I'm not just saying that because I coached him when he was a wee lad, but it's um, you know he is a he is a good player. And I just I don't know where our direction is now with with what we're doing. Are we are we becoming a Brentford and cutting all of our you know cutting all of our academy and just going to have a B team in there? Um, I don't know. I I. Um, I would have liked to have kept Lee Camp. I would have liked to have kept Broadband, uh, Broadband, Broadbent, um, to be honest, um, and Archie Matthews. But the others I wasn't surprised about. Missley was a bit of a strange one because I just think, what was the point in signing him if we're just going to release him straight away? Um, but yeah, and you know, on the social media front, somebody is lying. You know, it's either the players themselves who have said they haven't been told or the club because the, the club website literally states they have been informed that they would not be retained. So when you say informed, sticking my HR day job hat on here, is informed when you've just sent the email to say that they're not playing or you've left a voicemail, or is it informed that you've actually had a conversation with that person? So it's, um, yeah, but I just, it, we've, I mean, we're, we're not talking about the ownership tonight, but I, I'm not surprised that the likes of Grant, they probably said, look, if, we, if you want to stay, you're going to have to take a wage cut. And who's going to take a wage cut in this current environment, um, even if you are a footballer? Uh, so especially if he's probably got his agent already speaking to other clubs who are probably going to offer him the same money that he's on now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. For, for what it's worth, the, the ones that I've sort of made a note for myself here, I thought Broadbent would have done a, a job in League Two, that's for sure. Camp, if it was possible, but I did note similar to to Grant, his wage was probably too high for us to, to take with us. Um, Matthews, as I sort of mentioned, I'm really surprised we've let him go um, because again we, we saw and, and heard and read that there's definitely a keeper there um, and it's just you know developing him with a with a more senior goalkeeper. Um, Missalu I kind of thought might have been you know done a decent job in league two so like like you said Adam I'm surprised we signed him just to let him go it, it seemed a bit pointless um, and, and for me the one I'll I would have liked to have seen Hallam Hope in League Two again because I, I do think he would have done very well for us. And I don't imagine, I could be wrong because obviously we don't have the numbers. I can't imagine he was the highest earner in the squad by, by any stretch. So 
I think, I think he definitely would have done a job. I think Callum him. Hope is one of those as well that's just nobody dislikes him. You know, we know that he comes on, he does a job, and he would have. I agree, he did a job in League Two last year. If you think about when he first joined us, was it? Uh, he was a January signing, wasn't January, he? Yeah. I think yeah. He and he scored in his first couple of home games and then didn't start again. It was, um, you know, so it's. And I think when you look at the players that we've offered terms to. Um, I mean, Scott Twine doesn't count because we've had an offer on the table for him since January anyway. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we had an offer for Odomayo on the table either. So I suspect the only actual offer we've made is Parsons. Um, so it's um, it's probably more with those two. We just haven't withdrawn their offer as opposed to offering them new terms. Well, if we can, Rich, let's talk about what's left, basically. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to the players. Um, so we've got Baudry, we've got Conroy, Grounds, Hunt... Mandolo, uh, Leiden, Payne, Pittman, um, and obviously the the group chat amongst us as well as the wider fan base will be delighted that Curran is also remaining with us at least in the uh, in the short short term. Um, and and as uh, sorry as um, Adam said, uh, Odomeo, Parsons, Twine all have deals on the table. Whether they sign or not, I don't believe there's been any confirmation up until the point of recording. So we're obviously lacking in numbers, Rich. Is there any players there you're surprised haven't gone? And is there any that you're particularly pleased we've managed to say you're you're contracted, you will be part of the squad? I mean, to say that I'm surprised uh, that they've stayed, I, I wouldn't say that I'm surprised because I, I sort of knew that they had contracts in place. Um, I think a lot of people were saying that Dion Conroy's was coming to an end, but I always thought that he'd signed a new two-year deal last uh, last January anyway, so when he was injured. So um, I'm, I'm glad... I obviously he had some kind of falling out with John Sheridan, you know, and uh, he, he's he's he never had a preseason last season. It's not an excuse, but you know, I mean, once you've come back from two double ACL injuries, um, you know, it's going to take time. It's you're not going to come back overnight. So, um, Conroy would be interesting to see how he does in preseason. So I'm glad that we have got him, you know, uh, and whoever the new manager will be, uh, hopefully he can do well under him. Um, Frenchie, I think he should just retire because he's literally made a paper. You know, I think, it, I, honestly, I could... He watches these, by the way, Rich. I could probably count the amount of games on my fingers, the the amount he's actually played uh, in the last two seasons. Um, He literally get every game that he plays in the first 20 minutes, he gets injured. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's an absolutely cracking player, but he he's had the same yeah, he, we've never seen him 100% fit have we well this is it and he he had the same issues at MK Dons as well that's why they released him and then obviously we signed him and we signed him on a two year deal when we knew he was injury prone um so i'm i'm absolutely shocked that he's still now whether or not he continues to play next season We'll have to wait and see. Uh, who else? Who else have we got on that list? I'm glad. Oh, Jordan Lydon and LSE Andalo. Fantastic that they're still here. Both two fantastic players. You know, I think they'll both do a job in League Two. Um, so I'm quite glad. Um, Taylor Curran. Well, uh, I won't say any more on him. Okay. 
Um, Joe, I can't, I can't recall, sorry, if it, were, if it was yourself or Adam that suggested, but do you think it's, it's Jewel that's made these decisions? Because as we've alluded to, that there is no management in place. The ownership is up in the air. There's not many people left, uh, you know, with, with Anderson gone as well. You know, there, there's no one in any sort of senior position to be making these decisions. No, I mean, you've got to assume it is Paul Jewell. Um, uh, I don't know, maybe Lee Powers stuck his nose in and said, look, I'm still the owner, so I still make decisions around here. You know, and you're all, you're all going. I ain't got to pay any of you, so you're all going. Um, I, I don't know. That, that's, the, that's the funny thing, isn't it? You know, there's, there's, there's good players on the list. That have, or, you know, they're going to be good players in League Two that have been released. And, and there's, you know, that you would have probably fancied given a year, at least a year's contract to. And obviously they've decided not to give contracts to anybody. So, yeah, I mean, you, you assume it's Paul Jewell, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if Lee Power was in there saying, that's it, you're, you're all going and, and, you know, you're left with what you've got, basically. And obviously... Sorry, Adam, carry on. Sorry, I was just saying, I think it's also important to know that the position we're in, we're not going to be terminating contracts either because it'd just be too costly to do so. Um, so it's... Uh, so it is a case of your contracts come to an end, we can't afford to keep you. I, I generally, it feels like there's been no effort towards trying to get anybody to stay on. I, I generally think it's a case of, you know, we can't afford to keep you. You might as well go because we might not even be a club in September. That's it. I mean, obviously with the club's great communication, we'll probably find out who's making these decisions in the next couple of weeks, obviously, but it's, but the, um, but yeah, I think I, I genuinely think you look at the names on that list. That is every player that is out of contract, pretty much, like with the exception of the youngsters. Um, just before I, I sort of throw it over to Adam Joe, just if I can come back to you quickly, despite how poor I, I think that's the that's the least way I can describe it, how poor we've been this year. Obviously, it depends on the manager that comes in. But it's like I like Rich alluded to. Is there anyone there that you're thinking could? could really help us make a go of it in League Two? Or are you thinking that they're just squad filler because they're contracted and, and we basically need to bring in everything? No, I mean, Jordan Lydon on his day is going to be the best centre midfielder in League Two. But it's, a, it's the same issue. How many games can you get out of him? You know, he's got to be managed properly. Um, if you can get 25, 30 games out of him, you've probably got to say that that's a good season. Um, same with, with Ellis. I think Ellis is starting to show now that he's got ability there. He's found a couple of positions that he's he's regularly played in and he's just been a bit unlucky with a few niggly injuries. Um, the, the interesting one for me is what happens with Jack Payne. I mean, obviously he's still contracted to the club. Um, you know, if we could keep hold of him, he'd be massive in League Two, absolutely massive. But I mean, I can't see it happening, but if somehow we can get a decent squad together and he, he feels like he wants to stay... You know, I think I think he, that would be an absolute massive sign, and I I, I agree with Adam. I think um, I think Brett Pittman will, will score goals in League Two if he's got good good service into him. You know, I think you get 15, 20 goals in League Two. Um, you know, just if especially if you just say to him, look, your job is stand in the box and put the ball in the net. You know, get on the end of the crosses, get on the end of the through balls, stick the ball in the in the back of the net. The point you make about pain is interesting, actually, and it's the perfect segue to how I was going to lead the question for Adam. Um, with the likes of Payne, and then you've got the likes again, Twine or Omen, I can't even do it, Odin Mayo. Um, is that we're saying these players have been retained, stroke offered contracts? Is the belief that yes, they're here, but they will still go in the window? 
Yeah, I think with Scott Twine, yes. Um, it pains me to say it because I genuinely believe Twine wants to stay. Um, however, I think it's going to be completely out of his hands. Um, I think um, if the right money comes in, it's going to be difficult for a new, even for a new owner to come in. Twine's put himself well, especially with the last game of the season. He's put himself well in the in the transfer window. Um, uh, Odomayo, I, I, maybe not. Odomayo might be just one of those that we're just trying to make sure we've got a young defender um, who's, uh, well, I'm not going to say who's not Taylor Curran, but because um, I, I swear Taylor Curran's like 45 now, isn't he? At the near the end of his 10 year deal. Um, but it's, yeah, I, um, I, I think, and Harry Parsons is probably because again, one, if, if, even if you look at we recruiting over the summer, if Pittman gets injured, who's the striker? Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's even if we, because we do what Swindon probably always do, and we'll end up signing players on the last week of the window um, who are probably not very, well, who might not be that good. Um, and we would have already played four games or whatever. So it's, um, yeah, I think, I, I, I think Twine is, obviously we already knew the contracts on the table. So for us, for, for a new owner, it's probably just a bit of a moneymaker. Hopefully not, because I genuinely believe Twine will do stuff for us. Mm-hmm. He'll go, he could be the kind of figurine like Nathan Thompson in some ways where he just, you know, he's just always at Swindon and until we, until it's literally too hard for him to push further. Um, but yeah, hopefully not. Um, if we can briefly move on to the topic of next Swindon manager, um, please, gents. There, there's been a couple of names that I've seen thrown about. Um, I've also um, looked, uh, there, there was a, a fairly interesting piece done in the advert on a, on a couple of names, which I've noted down here to get your opinions on. Um, also looked through um, the ever-reliable sack race to see who's sort of being linked with either you know, in the betting for our job or being linked with teams around where we will be. So, so they're likely to be in the mix. Um, I'll, throw, I'll throw a few of the names out there. Um, let's start with the ones that we know have been linked. So Wellins will always be linked, I think, but we believe he's going to Doncaster, first and foremost. Um, Fowler's name come up, which I don't, I don't know if you agree. I think that was just like a media stunt more than anything. I don't think there's anything genuinely in that. Um, I know Rich has a, a particularly strong view on that one and whether he wants Fowler or not. So uh, we'll let him have his say on that one in a second. Um, Cooper's name has come up again. Would anyone want him back if the, op- if the option was there? Tisdale's name always gets linked when our job's available. Um, Ricketts obviously has has Swindon previous on his CV. Now he's got a little bit of manager experience. Um, apparently Peacock said he doesn't want it yet because he's still got more learning to do before he takes on a, a job like that. But do we think that's just him distancing himself until the, a, a takeover is complete and then all of a sudden he'll come in as, as the saviour potentially? Um, a name or two names that have been linked in the past. Um, Alan Archibald, and I've seen his name being linked around League Two clubs again. Uh, Parkinson's name's always dotted around for jobs in in the EFL. Uh, Derek McInnes is a name that's being dotted around a lot at the minute. And finally, Sol Campbell is a name being dotted around. (laughs) Woody's face when he said that. (laughs) 
Yeah, fair, five, fair five for that is a pretty depressing list. Um, Rich, I'll, I'll let you go first. Any of those, any of those names inspire you, or any that you definitely do not want? Controversially, <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, and a lot of people, uh, I, I've said this in the past as well about Mark Cooper. Um, I mean, obviously, the second his second season was it his second season or his third? Was it his first season that he got us into the playoffs, wasn't it? And then a second season, and then we took the dip, didn't we? Um, I, if he had the right owner, I, I would like to see Mark Cooper. I, I've never had anything bad to say really about Mark Cooper. I, I, I just think you know, I, I think he's a half decent manager. I think he'd probably get us promoted back to League One. Um, I know he hasn't really had the financial backing at Forest Green, really. Um, or oh, I don't know what's happened, but he's managed. He's managed. He's managed. Wow, true, true, true. That's a fair point. Um, he's managed to get him into the playoffs um, consistently the last couple of seasons as well. He's just not followed through with it and got him actually promoted. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other names that you said on there. Sam Ricketts, you know. Obviously, he started off in League One. Could he do a job in League Two? don't know but do you know what those two names i said are far better than any of the other names that you said on that list like tisdale like seriously oh i mean he had i know bristol weren't in a very good position but certainly not and uh robbie fowler well robbie fowler let's put it this way he's not exactly uh had the um biggest name of managerial appointments uh, in his managerial career so far. So um, I don't personally... Now, look, listen, obviously you've got examples like Paolo Di Canio first came in, you know, and he did what he did, you know, etc. But like Robbie Fowler, man, I, I just don't think he's got really the personality to be a manager. Now, I could be wrong on that, but... I just, I just can't. See, I don't see him as a manager, you know. I don't see him like, you know, trying to push us to get back promoted to where we need to be. Do you know what I mean? I, I just, I don't see it. I just don't see it. Uh, Joe, how about you? It, it was, the, is there any names on that list that would inspire you? Um, no. In um, which case, if, if that's the case, which is fine, because you know it, it's an honest opinion. Who would inspire you that you think is available? I've always been an, an, one of these, uh, I think, either a young manager or a player manager. You know, somebody, if we could get somebody, I mean, it's not going to happen in a million years, but somebody like James Milner would be perfect as a first managerial job. You know, it's not going to happen in a million years, but, you know, uh, even, even somebody that's 35, 36 playing in a championship, you know, have a, I've always been a, I've always been a fan of Swindon. Have always done well when they've had young managers, or always seem to do well with young managers. Um, and you know, it's just, it's just young, younger, fresher ideas, isn't it? I think a, a lot of these guys now. We've done the Sheridan. We've done, you know, we've had all these experienced managers, Phil Brown, etc. And it's been crap every time. Do you know what, Jeff? Like I was just going to say. I mean, because uh, obviously, 
these new these young managers they've just recently stopped playing you know so they know what the game is like when they've got an old manager like old tactics playing in the 90s it just doesn't work anymore so you're absolutely right i mean you've only got you've only got to look at Mourinho now haven't you at Spurs. exactly exactly you know, ten, 10 years ago everyone's saying the bloke's the best coach in the world best coach ever now he's been sacked every 12 months exactly you know it, it's, the, the game's changed now and i, I think you said Phil Parkinson on your list. That that would be exactly that sort of problem. It, it's too old school. You know, they, well, on the note of younger managers, and, and it is just a sidestep, but I do wonder all of your opinion on this. I did see a tweet, I think it was yesterday, um, and it was... Uh, you, they'll have to forgive me. I can't remember who it was now, and I will find it, and I will retweet it out. Um, there was a tweet yesterday. What former Swindon player still playing now do people think would make a good manager one day? And I it saw Charlie Austin's Charlie name. Austin, he yeah. actually replied himself as well and said yeah. one day. Do, do people, I'm not saying now, but do you guys think he would make a good manager one day? It'd be controversial. Yeah. <laughs> It'd certainly be controversial. Um, I, yeah, I think he. I think he probably could. You know, I. I, I don't see why he couldn't. Why he couldn't be. Uh, he's got the passion as well. You know, we've seen that in several interviews that he's had. Um, you know, the one that sticks to mind was the one where the uh, he had a disallowed goal against Southampton, or was it he was playing for Southampton? Sorry. Did that uh, one stick in your mind particularly because someone dubbed one of your rants on here in exactly the same way as his Parklife <laughs> one, but you wouldn't let anyone share it. <laughs> Very good. Nah. <laughs> uh, what you, do you think Charlie would make a good manager one day? Was that me? Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I, I can't say I really know enough about him to to say whether he would or not. Really, I mean, I, I know I think when he was at Swindon, he was a bit of a Jack the Lad and and whatever. But obviously, he's a bit older and a bit bit wiser now. You'd hope so. Um, who knows? You know, it's. But I got you know I got nothing bad to say about the bloke. You obviously you know when he plays, he gives everything. He tries his hardest, and and you know. But I I wouldn't like to comment really. I, I don't know enough about him as as a as a person as you know as whether he'd be the right sort of character or not. Uh, Adam, he's obviously doing a, a bit of media work as well as he gets into the twilight years of his career. So if we're looking at other ex-Swindon players who are also doing their bit in the media, could Simon Ferry come in as assistant manager and got all sorts of options there? Uh, what what do you reckon? Would Charlie make a good manager one day? Would he make a good manager? I really, I think it's difficult nowadays because you don't know how... To be a good manager almost relies on how much... What club you're going into, not just... Um, uh, you know, because you look at, you know, I know he's old school, but really when Mourinho was appointed at Tottenham, you know, you would think he's got money, he should do a job there regardless, and he didn't. Uh, but going back to Charlie Oss, I mean, he's got his hunger for coaching school, so he's obviously already got coaching in in, in his mind. Um, I know he gets down, I can't remember if I was with you at that, that game, Rich, when we when it was, we went to watch a hunger oh, for yeah, coaching. Yeah. And he was there, and he is quite engaging in local football so one thing that I would say he might be a, a good manager but I don't think he would be the type that would go in straight to professional I think he would start start from the bottom and make his way up um you know a bit like um what's his face at, um uh the one who used to play for us uh as a youngster now in non-league Orenwood 
Uh, yeah, yeah, a bit like him. Kind of like start at the bottom, uh, maybe even somewhere like Hungerford where he's got a lot of connections there. Um, I so see... I, I don't want to name drop, but my, my partner knows Bianca, Charlie's Charlie's wife, quite well. And um, I know he's he's got a good business head on him, to be fair to him. So, you know, he, he would probably go in and understand how things work in there. Um, I think he has probably got the right roll your sleeves up attitude to be a manager. Um, but the, uh, yeah, but whether I would want him straight as Swindon, Probably not. I would like. I, I would like to see him start nearer the bottom in a national league side, and, and make his way through. So definitely not as next. Uh, you know, even as his first job in Swindon, I wouldn't want that. I think he's, although some, you know, he's there's a lot of fans that are on the fence about him when he left, etc. For me, he was still one of the best strikers we've seen. Um, you know, so I I wouldn't want that to be ruined by him coming in and having a bad managerial start by taking taking us. Um, in terms of the names you you rallied off earlier, I forgot some of them already. Um, that's that's how much that's how much they stuck in my mind. Um, uh, the usuals, Tisdale, definitely not. Um, I actually had a look at the links to the Leighton Orient job because I thought maybe that's probably where we're looking in terms of the same kind of category as them. And I know that Kenny Jacket's the favourite for them. Um, now, interestingly, I. <laughs> Although I agree with Joe, I'd like to see a young manager come in, possibly somebody who's played the professional, like the top end of the game, um, who's not Charlie Austin, but has already got that wise head on him like a Milner figure. Um, but interestingly, if we are looking at the more experienced, somebody in a Kenny Jacket fold probably wouldn't be a bad shout for um, for League Two. Um, I don't think I'd want... I liked Cooper... Uh, even though he wasn't really much of a plan B person, but I did like Cooper because he was very good with the fans. Um, although he didn't seem it up front, um, he did a lot behind the scenes with fans, and I did quite like that about him. Um, and and sorry, and the youth as well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but I'm not, I'm not one. As we said before, I'm not one for going back on old managers. I think that you know they've they've had their time here now. Um, you know, I. And I'm not saying they wouldn't do a job. Richie Wellens would do a job if he came back. There's no doubt about it. Obviously, he's probably going to be announced as Doncaster manager tomorrow. Um, but it's, I think, I think we just, if we're going to have a new owner, or even if we don't, but if, if we are going to have a new owner, let's just start again. Let's just have somebody come in fresh, who's pr- maybe somebody's not been linked to us before. You know, somebody who's coming in with completely fresh mind, um, has no real history with Swindon whatsoever. Um, or we go at the complete opposite and just appoint a fan because obviously 7,000 people know more than John Sheridan. So, so. Yeah, I think we could all do a job, to be honest with you. Already. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll take it for the salary I'm on now. Um, but, the, um, um, but yeah, there's all sorts. I mean, like the Leighton Orient stuff, you've got um, the guy up at Motherwell as well. He was up at Motherwell Robinson, um, Neil Ardley, all those type of players, all those type of managers. We got to remember, though, that League Two for a, an established manager who's got a success under his belt already is not a hard division. If you've got money behind you, if we've got a new owner, we're going to have money behind us. We know that already. Um, so really it's going to be another kind of, which I don't want it to be. It could be another Decanio year where we just chuck a load of money out of the team to get us out of league two. Um, but we need that sustainability that Lee power promised when he came in and never gave us. Um, but we need that sustainability that we're going to be a, a force to reckon with in League One as well. 
but it'd be nice to have a manager who is just going to do that all the way through. Um, I'm not saying that managers shouldn't chase their dreams, but we shouldn't be losing managers down a division for a start. As, you know, that was one of the catastrophes with Wellens. Um, is the fact that he's got, I know he's closer to his own, but he's gone down a division. Um, except that shouldn't be happening in football. No, you know, as a player, you aim to make your way up the same way you do as a manager. So I agree with Joe. If we can get somebody in who's fresh faced to the scene, that'd be great. However, if we get somebody who is a little bit more experienced, I'm, I'm not going to rule it out. I'll probably get half the people in the world chatting back at me, but I, I wouldn't say no to someone like Kenny Jacket coming in and, and looking after us next season. But I can ask one final question, chaps, before we do finish. And it's just linked to that point Adam's made about um, starting afresh. Um, if I can sort of turn that on its head, no matter who the new manager is, and, and I hope it's quite a simple question, do you hope the likes of Peacock and Mildenhall stay on, uh, Rich? Uh, Peacock, I want him to stay with the academy. You know, he's got a great relationship, great build there. You know, um, hopefully he can bring the next generation of under-16s through. Because um, from what I've heard, there's so much talent there. Uh, and even going down the age groups as well. Um, so I hope Peacock does stay there. Um and I think he will. Um, Milden Hall, yeah, I think Milden Hall, I think he's fantastic. I think he's always been uh, dedicated to us. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, I think um, he's not really put anything wrong, really. You know, he, he's always been there, uh, even through the crap with Sheridan and Wright. You know, um, I'd love to get his views on what they were like now, but I know he'd never do it. Um but that would be interesting to hear what the relationship was between them all, because, you know, I, I just, I think Milton Hall could probably get on with any manager and I'm sure he did try with Sheridan and Wright, but you know, I, I think whoever comes in, I think from what I've heard about Milton Hall, I think he's an absolute class guy. You know, he's done so well with the goalkeepers that he has brought in. And let's face it, we've had a lot of them this season. Um, so with whoever he's had to bring in, he's always pulled something out of them and, you know, and he's always tried to progress them. So, yeah, I'd like to keep Milton Hall on and Peacock to stay in the youth. Joe? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you'd imagine Lee Peacock would go in Phil Alan McLaughlin's shoes, wouldn't you, I'd have thought, um, as that sort of academy director, manager, whatever you want to call him. And, and I, I think as much as I said a minute ago, that we need a fresh manager with fresh ideas. I think in the backroom staff, you do, you need people that are connected to the club. You know, they've got a passion for our club. Steve Milden, all right, he left when he was 21, but he's a Swindon Town fan. You know, he's like, he's the same as us three. He's a Swindon Town fan. He wants the club to do well, you know, and, and you, you need people like that in the back, in the background and, and between the, you know, communication between players, managers, you need those people in the middle that, that, that care. And um, so, yeah, I think, you know, both of them should be staying and, you know, I'd, I'd like to hopefully sort of find somebody else that could come back and, and do a bit of coaching as well. You know, there's, there's sort of well-liked at Swindon or, or has got an affinity with the club. I, I think that's an important important part of, of coaching teams and management teams. I don't know what the other two guys think. They probably know more than I do, but um, that's my view on it. Adam? Uh, well, obviously, I love Lee Peacock, so I want him to stay. But um, <laughs> the... Um, um, 
Lee Pig, I, I agree. I think he'll go into Maka's role, um, and it's the right role for him. Uh, Peacock's passion is so big for the club um, as well, which I, I, I think he will be manager one day. He will be manager one day. But I like, I quite liked the fact that he said, "Look, I don't feel I'm ready yet." That's basically what he said, and I quite like that because that shows that he's like, well. I do care about the club, but I don't want to be at the forefront of it and take this poison chalice on and then, you know, end up doing everything wrong. Um, but also, you know, I think he's probably already been, you know, God, you know, rest in peace at Maka, but I think he's probably already been told, you know, you're, you're going to have that role. Um, uh, Mildenhall, if I'm honest with you, I'm not a goalkeeper coach, but um, when I've, when I used to go, when we were allowed to watch, I used to go early just to watch Mildenhall warm up the keepers just because I just admire his enthusiasm into the goalkeepers. Um, you know, I know goalkeepers, you've got to try and get them hyped up for a game, a bit like an American footballer in some ways, but it's, um, he's, you know, I just, I, I liked it. And when Sheridan was in control, um, Mildenhall quietened down quite a lot. And I didn't like that. I don't know why there was some, I just always feel that Mildenhall's that, really noisy assistant you know the you know noisy coach that always says the right things anyway so you don't shut him up <laughs> it's um even uh, even under wellens last season it was mainly milton or doing a lot of the coaching yeah exactly exactly that and um and i think i think under sheridan even right to a certain extent they all just went like that and just felt it you know it was a bit of a bully culture i guess but yeah i'd like to see them both stay and as joe said the backroom staff, you do need people that are, you know, that are connected to the club in one way or another, because very rarely do you, well, you never see the headlines say the backroom staff have all left. Is you know, it's always the manager has left and taken his backroom staff with him. Um, so yeah, it would be, we do need somebody who's, um, it'd be good to bring in, I can't even think of anybody, it's the same as Joe, but it's, you know, it'd be good to have maybe another person involved you know, Maka. Maka was a prime example of that, an absolute legend in the shirt. And you there's know, only, there's only one other guy I thought of the other day, and that was as a fitness coach would be Gerald uh, Eiffel. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Like that. And know, Eiffel stayed around as well, didn't he? Because he went to Highworth, he went to Swindon Supermarket. Still living in Swindon now. Yeah, exactly. And he played in that Loaf Strangers thing the other day as well. Um, you know, like I've got no qualms with the backroom staff, unlike the manager, where I don't always feel that it's the right thing to have somebody so connected to the club. But a backroom staff, yeah, fill it with legends if you have to, you know. It's, um, um, but yeah, definitely Kim Wildenhall. And, and I, I genuinely do hope that Peacock takes takes the, the academy role if we still have an academy. Um, I genuinely hope he takes it because I think he's got the drive that our youngsters and the passion that our youngsters need to see. I think we've just today seen a prime example of what a a well-rounded, well-liked, well-respected coach can do. I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, in the Liverpool game earlier today, um, Alisson bizarrely scored the winner, um, dramatic goalkeeper header. Um, but at the end, there was a clip of, of the Liverpool goalkeeper coach. And, and we all know the story of, of what Alisson's had this last 12 months, etc. But but the, the Liverpool goalkeeper coach was there. They were, they were embracing together. Uh, they were smiling, and and that's exactly the feel I get. But you know, you guys are, are a lot more qualified to, to talk about what you see in that than I am. But when you look at, like uh, Adam said, the enthusiasm Milner has, I could see that would be what he would do normally. He would be the one embracing the players, you know, and, and having that connection with them. So 
exactly they they they, and they call it goalkeepers union for a reason you know i've got the same even at the lower levels of women's football with my lot you know my goalkeeping coach she protects those goalkeepers like there's no tomorrow you know is you know they're very it's a very unique position rich knows he's plays there so it's you know it's a very unique position that they kind of need to be catered for and looked after if you like and um i think mildenhall does that um and and like and I, i can't remember his name but the guy at liverpool does the same you know, it's, it's, it's important because especially when you think that you've got a first team keeper and then a keeper who's probably not going to play that season. That's normally the setup when it comes to goalkeeping. Normally, not with Swindon. You got you could be seven keepers and you'd all get a game. <laughs> but the um, but yeah, it's it's normally the case. So it's really hard to keep those type of you know players motivated. Whereas with an outfield player, there's a chance that Matey Boy's going to be injured in the next three games, so you're going to get a call up. Whereas you don't really get that with goalkeepers. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. Uh, listen, gents, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you for your time. Um, and, and to anyone who does watch, please let us know, was there anyone you were surprised got released that you would have liked to keep? Uh, was there anyone we kept that you're surprised wasn't released? Um, and none of the guys here seemed enthused by any of the linked manager names. So, so can you tell us who would you like to see in charge of Swindon Town next year? Um, we will be back probably in the week um, with a little review of, of what's gone on in court once we, we get some details of that. I'm sure there'll be a few of us have an opinion. And then, like I said at the start, we've got a few things planned for, for across the summer uh, to keep hopefully keep fans engaged because we appreciate all the feedback we've had and, and the response we've had since we started doing it. And, uh, and next year, we're looking to make it a much more regular thing for you. So uh, thanks for watching, gents. Thanks for your time. And we will see you again soon. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.